Joy McGowan. I'm Denisha Simpson. And, and we, we are Resilient, Resilient Black, Black Women. A black woman gave us life. A black woman taught us to stand. When she sat down in the front, a black woman defied the man. When a black man rose up, it was a black woman that held his hand and gave him strength beyond themselves, something they could never understand. Welcome to episode two of season two of Resilient Black Women. In this episode, Joy and Denisha continue their conversation with Miss Dorothy Marcy, licensed professional counselor and owner of DreamWorks Counseling in Fayetteville. Miss Marcy shares more of her wisdom from being an experienced professional counselor for more than 30 years, from being a black woman her whole life, and from her recent trip to Egypt. And as you'll hear, Baby Mercy contributes to the conversation as well. Okay, Miss Marcy. So, since we are a nonprofit, we have a nonprofit, Resilient Black Women, and because we are resilient black women, right? Mm -hmm. And with you being a black woman, if you could just take some time and talk about black women in therapy, um, what you've noticed, the progression or lack thereof over the years. Okay. I will. I just have to start out by saying women are women. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what ethnicity, Mm -hmm. we have a shared a shared history because of sexism and male domination in our culture. Mm -hmm. But as black women, we have an extra piece in there. And that is because our black men are being shot down in the streets. Some black women too, but mostly black men. And Mm -hmm. our black men have been stereotyped in a certain way. Mm -hmm. We feel protective of them. Right. And so that makes it hard for us to be open about our struggles with them. Right. And right. where they're oppressive and where they're dominant and where they're mm-hmm. sexist and how we can't find our voice in the relationship and all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I come to you need somebody to understand your culture. Right. You really do. Right. So that you don't have to protect your men. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about you. Right. You know, and then the other thing, my head is so full of Egypt, I can't leave right. Egypt out. <laughs> but <laughs> our early ancestors had a culture that did not minimize women. Mm. Our culture marginalizes women, all women. Mm-hmm. We're marginalized. You look at who runs this country, it's all white men in suits. You know, we had a black man for eight years, and the backlash we're still struggling with mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had a culture where they believe you cannot have a god without a goddess. Mm-hmm. And so there were goddesses. Ma'at was the goddess of balance and control in the universe. Mm -hmm. That's a female. Another one was Newt. Newt was in charge of the cosmos. Mm. I mean, that's a big thing. (laughs) There was Shashet. Shashet was in charge of uh, knowledge and power. Mm -hmm. These are female figures, and we have an unbalanced society right now because women are marginalized. Mm. And so our job for black women, the gift we 
you and I as black therapists mm -hmm. that we have to bring to black women is self-esteem, their power. Mm. That they, we come from a culture that the big society needs. We understand um, the ability to soften boundaries when necessary. Right. We understand how to be a community. Right. The big world out there needs what your black women have to offer, and they need to know that. Mm, that's huge. So I love how you tied it into all women, right? Like Because yeah. all women, we all yeah. struggle with the same things, but black women have that extra layer. And it sounds like even carrying sometimes the burden is what you're saying of the yeah, black man is absolutely can be a piece of that extra layer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So that goes into even the superwoman schema. Oh boy. Uh, can you speak on that? And has your have you had any personal experience or um even been stereotyped or found yourself struggling with that be trying to be a superwoman? Like what has that looked like for you, you and know, your experience? I, I don't want to generalize, mm -hmm. but I, t I have a tendency to generalize here that mm -hmm. we were all handed that as a little girls. Mm -hmm. um, white little girls were handed the same stuff. What toys did you get growing up? Little tiny brooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and little kitchens. And <laughs> we just had a blast or shopping carts, right? I know. I love my fake food set. There you <laughs> yeah. go. And, and that, that was the very beginning for us, mm -hmm. that we were supposed to be caretakers. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. set us up. White women took a different path, and that was that they were supposed to be, um, was it Sojourner Truth? It mm -hmm. said, you say women are supposed to be helped through off of carriages and blah, blah, blah. And ain't I a woman? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that white women were supposed to be fragile and delicate and helpless mm -hmm. and need a man to rescue them, not us. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to be the workhorses of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's how we have been, that's what we've been handed and we took it because that's how we were socialized when we were children. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know we're taking it. It's no accident that I, out of six children, I was the one, the oldest daughter, who came back to Arkansas and cared for my mother mm -hmm. and my father. Mm -hmm. I am the one right now who stepped up as guardian for my brother who has dementia. Mm -hmm. I am the parent who didn't give up and hung in there with that child. Right. We were set up to be the strong black woman. Mm -hmm. And we have to find a place to lay some of that burden down right. because we get high blood pressure, mm -hmm. we get diabetes, we get weight problems, mm -hmm. we end up eating our, our problems, our issues, our yeah. distresses. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. It's too much. Right. I can't say I'm out of, I'm out of it because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I can see it. Right. <laughs> and you're aware of it, right? Like that's yes. the first step. And right. so there's the both and, too. So all the things you just described that you 
we're doing, taking care of a brother and stepping up and coming back to take care of parents and things like that. Not knowing it was a setup. Right. But <laughs> it also, was. Exactly. And so that was just kind of ingrained in you, like, this is what oh, I yeah. do. And so your strength has carried you a mighty long way, right? And so I want to make space for that because without well, that yes. strength. Because I do it well. I really do all of those things very, very well. But then there's the other side. The resilient side is, yes, I can do all these things well, but that doesn't mean I always have to. Or want to. Exactly. And it's okay. doesn't make me weak. Mm -hmm. doesn't make me less of a woman. Yeah, we need that balance. Right. I would like to be the woman who gets taken care of sometimes, Mm -hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Who does need to be helped out of carriages and all <laughs> Right, <these things>? absolutely. <laughs> Just because I'm tired. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So have you seen that even in your own practice, that progression of women being able to say, I can't carry this. I need someone to help me with this. I don't have to do this all by myself. It never seems to be the presenting issue, mm-hmm. but it is almost always the issue that surfaces. Right. And right. then uh, when I can see it, even before my client can see it, sometimes mm-hmm. I can see it. And so then I have to be creative mm-hmm. about how to help them bring that to awareness right where their struggle mm-hmm. is. yeah and then when it's brought to awareness even how to navigate that yeah right? and what that right. means and right. how they make meaning out of that and you know the piece there that we've been taught to be strong and to mm-hmm. be strong means don't show don't let them know they're getting to you right you know mm-hmm. so i feel like we have to create a space where not just black women, black men, white, whoever, mm-hmm. whoever walks through your door has a safe space to cry. Yes. Not just to let it, what you see in the movies, one tear right. trickles down and, oh, they were moved. Right. No. Right. I mean, sweating mm-hmm. and snotting and crying. Right, hard. absolutely. We need to create a space where they can shake about their terror. Mm-hmm. Where they can rage, rage, rage about all the roadblocks that have been put in the way of their brilliance. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Where they can laugh loud and hard about their humiliation and ridicule that is set in mm-hmm. their laps. You know? Yeah. All of those things. That's what needs to happen, in my opinion, in the therapy office. So that goes back to what you were saying a little bit ago. It's just bringing their authentic self yes, and us meeting them in that space, no matter what that looks like. Absolutely. There's so much power in that. And our having the faith that when our client can do those things, when mm-hmm. they can cry and they can laugh and they can shake and they can rage, when they can get, that's all that's in their way is stored up hurt. Mm-hmm. When they can release that stored up hurt, brilliance bubbles up. Mm-hmm. Creativity bubbles up. Power bu- bubbles up. Strength. People are amazing. Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess you being a therapist for so many years, you get to see that, right? Like you get to see that I progress do. of, okay, there's that brilliancy. There's that light in them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have had the luxury of seeing someone who came to me ready to end their life Mm -hmm. with a plan, you know? 
and I had to be pull out all down to my toes of creativity to keep that person in this world Mm -hmm. and to see them now productive, successful, happy, thrilled with being alive. Mm -hmm. That is such a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Such powerful words from you. I wish I was taking notes and just writing everything down, but I can go back and listen to the recording. (laughs) Well, I hope there's something useful in there. (laughs) Absolutely. There's tons of it. Um, Also, too, I want to talk about the imposter syndrome, um, specifically with women. Oh, Um, yeah. And have you personally experienced that? And if you feel like it's safe enough to even share that or even helped clients through that? Or what's that been like for you as a black woman? I don't think I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But I see it with black women. I see it with white women, too. Mm -hmm. I see it with women in a male-dominated society where we have been taught to believe we have a place. And it's not identified by us. It's defined by men Mm, mm -hmm. and there's a ceiling a glass ceiling beyond which you don't have the capacity to rise and Mm -hmm. those are lies and so when we can we reach that glass ceiling and we push past it that's where the imposter syndrome comes in Mm -hmm. i'm not supposed to be able to do this so i must really not i must have exceeded my limits Mm -hmm. you know where people start second guessing themselves yeah Yeah. right right Mm -hmm. and and getting pretentious Mm -hmm. and you know when someone's being themselves yes when they're being pretentious absolutely oh my gosh sometimes i feel like the hardest person in the world to help is the black middle class oh my god Mm. can you speak You've had some personal experience with that. I have made it, okay? Mm-hmm. I've made it by white people's standards. You haven't made it. You have mm. scratched the surface of your potential. Mm-hmm. But you finally got the house. You finally got the car. You finally got the job. You finally got the clothes. And you're not going to rock the boat. Mm. You're just going to close that book <coughs> and lock it. And that, that is the challenging client. Mm. How can I be more of right. what white society has decided I should be? Right, to help them tap into that internal yeah. gift. And you get accolades for walking down the path that's been assigned to you. Mm-hmm. But it does not bring you to authenticity. Mm-hmm. It does not bring you to emerging into who you're capable of being Mm -hmm. it helps you fit be a cog in in the wheel right yeah Yeah. Mm, that's really powerful yes no yes you did (laughs) okay because i'm thinking um how empowering it would be to see a therapist that like you i can see it in your body language like you believe in people and their potential and their brilliance so much and how empowering that would be I am fascinated Mm -hmm. with people. A human being is the most expensive creation ever made. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't make one. There is no way. We are beyond belief, but we don't know it. 
and I can I will have to admit I can see it in you before I can see it in me. Mm-hmm. Right. I can see it in you in everybody before I can see it in myself. Mm-hmm. All of my siblings are brilliant. There are six of us. And I can see brilliance in all five of them. <laughs> they can see it in me. Everything black. I know. That's why. Everything black. Everything black. I know. Okay, so Miss Marcy, I sat on a panel with you a while back, and yes. you talked about the way of being black. You talked about how we have a how. Um, a what um, and a why about what it means to be black people. And so for this episode, um, we kind of want to talk a little bit about, again, just like the resiliency of black women and what is just that way. But I don't remember what I said back then. No worries. I wrote it down. Oh, good. you, uh, You talked about the how and the what um of being black and just kind of talked about and what you were really coming to was getting at our um like the character that we we have when we do things um you were getting to how we like we have a certain type of um a flow like there's a certain type of way that we use words and language Mm -hmm. um and i i think what struck me about that was just the way that you use like we have a how we have a what and we have a why, um, and everybody doesn't get that, understand it. And sometimes black people, we, because we don't truly know our history, our full history, right? Right. That slavery is like the last two pages yes, of the right, story. The book. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole book right. Book. Yeah. Right. Um, we we lose sight of that. We lose sight of the essence of who we are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, like, even when you just hear that, what kind of comes to mind for you of what what is the business of being black, of being a black woman? And I will say, I don't remember what I said back then, but as I listen to you talk now and I think of it in the context of what's going on in the Mm -hmm. world right now, politically and physically, the climate crisis, uh, the war in the Ukraine, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world, the piece that I think we as therapists, as black women Mm -hmm. who are therapists, I would like for us to hold in our hearts is that we have the answers. We have the answers. Not just our own answers. We have the world's answers. We come Mm -hmm. from a culture that's not, this society was not built for. And society was not built around. Mm -hmm. Someone said, I was listening to some uh, professors talk the other day, and someone said, America hasn't disappointed you. America hasn't broken any promises to you. Mm. America never promised you a damn thing. Mm. It was built for white, wealthy men. Mm. And its societies are there to make those people continue to be what they are. Mm. It's not about you. Mm. But look at the mess we are in. Mm. And we have the answers. We are resilient. I love that you came up with that word. We know how, you know that expression, how to make a way out of no way. Mm -hmm. That's us. Mm -hmm. We know how to make a way out of no way. And to do it with style and grace, you know, and to enjoy the battle, enjoy Mm -hmm. the struggle. We know how to laugh hard. 
and we know how to hold each other when our hearts break. We, have, we don't have those artificial boundaries in place quite so much. Mm. We have something to model to the world, and the world's job is to notice. <laughs> mm. I want to just make sure, like, kind of catch for our listeners what Miss Marcy is saying. Um, one of the things I want to kind of catch is that we as black women, we hold something really, really special and we hold it to show the world. And we, just in our very way of being, make the world better. Yes. And so if we can really tap into like what is the special or right now, Black Twitter, it is a thing that they say black girl magic. Like if we could tap yes. into the magic uh-huh. that is within black women, just just for us, if we tap into it for us, like we are already set to change the world. We are. And I look at you and, and your baby mm-hmm. and and I think the thought that just came into my mind the black womb was the first womb. Yes, of um, for America. For yes. humanity. Listen. The first womb. <laughs> Look, Miss Marcy's like, girl, think bigger. <laughs> Forget America. Yeah. What should yeah. tell us? It ain't promise you nothing. We birthed you. We birthed yes. you. Let us nurture you. Yes. Nurture us back. Let's build that relationship. I'm so glad you said that too because y'all what y'all often have heard us say here on the podcast is understanding what does it mean to be resilient it doesn't mean the black women are doing these things on our own but we are doing these things because we are fully connected to yes. what it means to be in community so something that Ms. Marcy just said that I think is really important that you typically really only see in other ethnic communities is that we don't have these artificial boundaries that keep us separate from one another Absolutely. right I see a black man die on the TV, I think immediately of my brother. Mm-hmm. A white man sees a white man dying, like, man, what happened to that man? Mm-hmm. What was he doing? I wonder what. They yeah. don't never necessarily see like that could have been my brother, my sister, my aunt, my whatnot, because we don't have these same artificial boundaries that keep us from one another. And so resiliency Absolutely. is It's about, only in this culture that I hear people say things like, my play sister. Yes. <laughs> my play brother. Oh we take God, people yes. in. You're my sister. You're my family now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it, right? You meet them, you become endeared to them, right? The community moves from being just about, you know, the people who are blood to the people who who look like me. I remember I was studying abroad in Australia. I was one of two black people on this trip. We lived there for four months. And I remember we were at a market and I saw other black people and I knew that they were black American because they had on university sweaters. Mm-hmm. And y'all, they saw me from across the way and they're like, hey, I was like, hey. <laughs> we like waved at each other. They're like, are you okay? Because they were they were with well, their yeah. family. Yeah. And so they just saw me, this little black girl. What are you doing over there about, by yourself? <laughs> they're like, who are you? I'm like, y'all with the white people. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, listen. You know, I'm okay, y'all. They're like, Okay, and all right. You remind me, and I, I didn't tell you this is a part of my bio because it wasn't relevant. I was married for 30 years to a white man. 
What? I was. <laughs> and we go just, to the mall. We go to the mall, you know, and black people pass. Hey, hi, how you doing? And he was comfy. He said, you know those people? No. no I don't know those people. <laughs> but we black. We have a connection. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Like, but you don't see uh, why people doing that. You don't see why people do that. No. Right? I, I, I feel like even when I moved here, I noticed that. Like, if I'm out with my kids, I notice there is, like, a bond between moms out here in Northwest Arkansas. So mm-hmm. that told me something about the community. Um, I remember moms would come up to me at the library and be, like, all in my business and tell me all things. And I'm like, why are they so not? Y'all from Chicago, we not just, like, walking up to people. Mm-mm. Telling people about, and let me tell you about the other library. I'm like, girl. Why are you so close to me? Like I do not know <laughs> right, you. Like is this space. a ruse? Are you gonna kind of kept up? Like he, you know, I just <laughs> have all types funny. of like that's too boundaries funny. of like we are not safe here. I don't know you, and she giving me her number. I'm like these people are just too nice in Arkansas. I got some, but nice. you know, and this is not a, a counseling thing. So mm-hmm. I just want to say that. I would like it for us as a culture to yes. notice those places where we are still divided. Sometimes yes. it's by religion. Sometimes it's by yes. class. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's by education. And push those boundaries. I would love to see us just like, you know, white people say, what do I need to do? I say, make some black friends. Let yourself be uncomfortable. Yeah. Go put yourself in an environment that's not familiar to you. Mm-hmm. We need yes. to do the same thing. We need to push those boundaries because we are powerful people. But not if we are bickering and tr- and competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, which becomes a very good, a common thing for women. Period. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah. and then especially if you try to say black women, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we need to compete against one another. I think that's the, I think we in our experience of just starting this, we had a black woman who um, is in. She does a lot of work with entrepreneurs, and I remember her saying that what stuck out to her about our organization was that it was ran by two black women. Mm-hmm. She was like, I see black women start things all the time, but mm-hmm. I never see black women do it together. Right. Yeah. And so I and think that's, that's, something. that's huge. Wow. This it is, is what it truly means for us to be resilient. Like mm-hmm. we've got to do things together as women, as black women, as what you're saying really is as people, as, people. as a culture. Yeah. Yeah, we we are in this life together. We move and do things together, and we should probably look for ways that we can be more interconnected. And you know, to tell you the truth, we are all more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you are a rich white man, and I'm a poor black woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still have more in common than we, we have. have different. Mm-hmm. We do as human beings, mm-hmm. and you know. If we're honest, I'm just going to talk about me, but I think y'all would say the same thing. I don't care who it is. You look at another black woman and you size her up. You size her up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I would say the research says that we do that because we we tend to see people as our competition instead of as someone who's on our team. Yes, and as women, what are we competing for? If we're honest, it's the attention of men. And that means we have been (laughs) set up. We have been set up. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous, Miss Marcy. (laughs) I don't like that. No, 
And we but, hate to admit but, it, but it's in but us. But also, because I don't like that. I don't like how that sits with me. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you don't like it. But, and the only reason why I feel like you're probably right, but I don't want to say that's true. But <laughs> if it's true, then it that that is because men typically hold all the power. That is it. And so as much as I don't like that, yeah. when I put that into context, the reality is even in my field, even where I work, who's who's in control? Right. Who has the power? Yeah, right. It's not me. I that that's something I've I've talked to Denisha about often. So when I lived in Chicago, I ran a domestic violence emergency shelter and a part of that organization. I I did not I mean, I was very privileged. I feel like because everybody in that organization was a woman and a woman of color in all important places. I think we had our director of operations. He was a white man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then everybody else. And our executive director, she was a Latina woman who spoke Spanish. And so she would go to all of our live events and speak. And so she would be speaking English and doing all these things. And then some of our clients who are used to seeing her at real events with Mm -hmm. the people that we serve would come up to her and start speaking Spanish. And she would just like turn her head and talk to the clients in Spanish. And I was like, this is why I love working here. (laughs) Because there's so many powerful women in power. And so 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 when I moved here and there was – not that it was either white men or white women in positions of power. And I was just like, Oh, this, like yeah. it felt different professionally. Like I, I didn't yeah. even, I did not realize different. how much freedom I felt like I had yeah. in that space just to, to truly be myself as and a black know, woman. We live in a, a town mm-hmm. where there is a huge imbalance in power. Mm-hmm. Our city council should be representative of our population. And it's not. Everything in our city should re- be representative of the people they serve. And it isn't. It is not. And so it has us, and I see this so much, as black people competing with each other to get the recognition to be on the city Something council or be, be here. on the mm-hmm. whatever because then we have some status. Mm-hmm. But we don't, it just doesn't work to have status at the expense of your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like I know, so I know um, Representative Monique Jones, who is running locally. Yes. Um, and I just think, I know, knowing a little bit of her story, of just like, we don't even know, like, how easy it is to become a representative for where you live, right? Yeah. Like, I think it was like, a few something signatures, right? Like I wouldn't even known how to get to that information mm-hmm. to know that that was possible. And let me tell you, that's not an accident that you don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> that, that is intentional. <laughs> this is what they want. <laughs> you, you don't need to know this, that, that was something that we talked about recently about, um, in Atlanta. We're like, you know, it doesn't represent how many black people live in Atlanta, right? Oh, and it's yeah. because of redistricting. Every time black people registered to vote in that area, they kept changing. All right. They're still doing that. Right? And so that's why there are not, like, there should be a lot more black representatives for a place like Georgia. And they're not because mm-hmm. of where they would go vote. Like, they technically are not in that area. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not in that zone. And so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. Um, I just, I don't know. There's so many things that I feel like 
I just want to ask you, and I just, we're There's so There's so grateful. many things we could talk about. I just think of so many topics. Oh, I wish we had touched on this, or I wish we had yes. touched on that. Can't touch on all of it. We can't touch on all of it, and if you are gracious, we will definitely have you to just come back. Um, you know what mm-hmm. I hope we can talk about sometime yes, is ma'am. PTSD and how people say that our culture suffers from PTSD, mm-hmm. except there's no P. No, uh, P. It's not over. It's not, po- <laughs> it's not a post-traumatic. It's, it's a current it's traumatic. You can be asleep in your bed, and the police can come in and kill you. It never you stops. You can go jogging in your own neighborhood mm-hmm. and get shot. You know, there is right. no P. There's no, then there really <laughs> is no diagnosis for that. No. So the, the latest thing that I've read about really what you're talking about is racial traumatic stress. Yeah. Um, and what I've loved about the research is that they're like, this is not a mental health diagnosis. This is basically what they were saying, that this is a way of life for black folks because they never get to stop being black. No. They go to sleep. Like what I often say is like racial traumatic stress is I go to sleep black, I wake up black, I don't get to take that off. And what we know from the research is that our bodies, because this is a stress, a toxic stress that is ongoing, our body doesn't know how to metabolize that and break that down. No. Unless we are well-rounded, healthy people, whatever, doing the, doing our work. And so no, I just love that point you bring out of like the traumatic stress part. It's not post. It is. Not. It's ongoing. Um, and we have to be involved in doing really good work to take care of ourselves. Um, and keeping ourselves healthy because it is it's heavy and so and if it's heavy for us as black people then we also should think about how it's heavy for our majority culture as well and I just want to say I, I know a black woman who is a great leader in the international organization I'm a part of and, and she's good with metaphors and she says racism is a table a mm. tabletop and there are legs on each side there's white pre- white racism and there's internalized racism Mm -hmm. either one of them Mm -hmm. remove it and the table will drop Mm. so we gotta quit focusing on white folks Mm -hmm. and what they need to do and how they need to change and what how they need to treat us we just have to heal over Mm. here and heal our internalized white supremacy because mm. we have it in us. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's empowering. <laughs> Shifts the focus back to self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gives yeah. you the control back that you feel like you yeah, lose. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're you're not a victim anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it gives you hope of like, where else can you go? Right. Because we can't mm-hmm. change. If we can't change all white people, what can I change? Mm-hmm. Right. And we already know that we can and we will and we have an impact on our society as a whole Mm -hmm. just Mm by being who we are and living out the things that are important and passionate to us. Yeah. So we get to heal everything that's in the way of us having an amazing, amazing life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we get to have that. What do you want to leave for black women? Um, what would you want to tell a black woman about that would like maybe like encourage her, remind her of something? What do you want black women to know as an 81 year old black oh, woman gosh. yourself? If I had to pick one thing, I would say this. Notice 
within yourself, do an assessment, do it daily if you can. Mm -hmm. What are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. What are you scared to try? What are you scared to do? What seems hard? Take that to therapy. Mm. Move that, push that, mm. because it's in the way of you being fully you. Mm. Wow, that's empowering. Mm-hmm. I think I need to come see you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Miss Marcy told us she is still seeing clients. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> y'all, we will put in the show notes just ways that you can keep up with Miss Marcy. She has written some books in the past. She is working on a book right now. And so we are going to have just links in our show notes that will tell you a little bit more about who Miss Dorothy Marcy is and how you can continue to support the work that she's doing by buying her books. Thank you. (laughs) That would be great. Um, (laughs) We will be buying a book ourselves just so you know. Um, And we'll probably, I mean, we're definitely going to have you back. We're going to talk about anything. We're going to just talk about the air. And we're going to have you back. (laughs) You know, no matter what we're talking about. We're having you back. (laughs) Yo, thank you so much, Miss Dorothy, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thanks. Black women are magic. We are very strong minded. We don't really let anybody stand in our way. So it's rooted in our identity and who we are. Yes. And we can carry it everywhere that we go. Yes. Yes. And we don't let anybody get in our way. The most resilient thing, entity, energy on the planet. And I would say you come from strong stock. We are uniquely equipped to overcome any obstacle in our path. Just keep your eye on the prize. Keep moving forward. Stay faithful. And you got this, sis.